Hey everyone, this is Zach at FF Chalupa Batman. You are watching the Triple Play Fantasy Beyond the Anos interview series. If you are on YouTube, please go ahead and subscribe to our channel, like the video. If you're listening to the podcast, make sure you're following the podcast or subscribe depending on what platform you're using. It's a great way to support the show. I am excited for our next guest this week. Today I'm joined by Sam Holt. She is a fantasy football analyst for drroto.com co-host of the fantasy debate podcast and co-host of the look back podcast so welcome sam how are you doing tonight i'm good thank you so much for having me on zach excited to talk you know maybe a little like i'm probably gonna talk a little bit of football because i can't help myself but it's also fun to talk about other things too so i'm looking forward to it no that's great and yeah so if this is your first time tuning into the show uh we're gonna get to know sam beyond the analyst not just her fantasy football takes uh, we are in the off season, so here to have a little fun, plenty of time to talk about so many different things coming for the 2022 season. And so, yeah, we just want to get to know you, Sam. So we'll start. I hope it's a, an easy one a little bit, but other than football, I know you have a passion for health and wellness and you even competed in a couple of fitness competitions a few years ago. So I'd love to hear about your experience with training for a fitness competition. Absolutely. Um, well, you know, I'm kind of one of those people that has a lot of a lot of hobbies, um, to say the least. And I'm a very active person. So even when I'm not, you know, behind for football, doing an article or a podcast or anything like that, I like to be active. Um, so a couple of years ago, I decided to set a challenge for myself to enter a couple of these fitness competitions and just see if I could have the willpower to keep up with all of the training that it entails, which is, you know, when you get to the end of it and you're right before a show, it's you're working out three times a day, you're eating five to six meals a day, endless dishes, endless laundry, all of the fun stuff. But I was really glad that I did it. You know, just one of those little challenges just to check off my bucket list that I could do it. Um, definitely don't miss the cardio, but I do miss the weightlifting because that was probably one of the most empowering, empowering things about the whole process. No, it sounds like a great experience and definitely a challenge. Uh, I'm on a, a health journey myself right now. I've been on keto for a little over a year. And How I do you like it? It's not bad. I, honestly, I never thought I'd ever be on any kind of diet at some point in my life. I, I like food, but it actually hasn't been that bad. You get used to it after a little bit. And uh, like I said, it, it's empowering. It makes you feel better. It works for me. I wouldn't say it's for everybody. Um, yeah, I do the but, intermittent fasting myself. And I feel like, um, you know, it's probably the one thing that during lockdown kind of kept me from, you know, putting on the COVID-15 or whatever people were calling it. I think that's the thing that kind of helped me the most. It's just, you do whatever works for you. So it's awesome that you're yeah, enjoying exactly. it. That's great. And now I'm just curious with, you said you liked lifting. Was there a specific lift that was like your favorite out of all of them or just um, general? I mean, I think I love the combination of deadlifts and squats. You know, when it was leg day, I kind of really secretly enjoyed the day, even though I knew that it was going to hurt for days after I'd have a really heavy lifting day with my lifting coach. And it was always, you know, the fun stuff, but also he'd throw in different moves that would always throw me for a loop, like something called Bulgarian split squats, which are just something that makes your leg muscles scream at you, which is super fun, but also a move that once you start getting used to it, you notice how just that functional training movement and building that strength helps you in so many other things. So now thanks to all that training I did before, I do a lot of house projects around the house and I can help my parents carry anything, move anything, lift anything. So I feel really strong, which makes me feel good about it. Perfect. 
Yeah, uh, leg day always feels great when you start, and then it's later that day or the day after you're like, I did not enjoy leg day. But it's exciting when you get there. <laughs> it definitely is. Like, it, it's a good hurt. And um, there's that, there's something about that type of weight training and exercise where you get that kind of deep burn and that you know you did a good job. There's something very rewarding about that feeling, even though it hurts. Yeah, they say no pain, no gain. So exactly. the, the soreness lets you know you did something right. Definitely. <laughs> so s- some people in the fantasy football space may not realize that your full-time job is a graphic designer. So you lead a team at a health and fitness company uh, for graphic designing, packaging, marketing. Um, so where did the inspiration to get into graphics come from? Actually, it kind of it was secondary to um, my overall love of art in general. I got my Bachelor of Fine Arts degree in illustration from Long Beach State back in 2010. Uh, I've been drawing since I can remember. I was one of those kids that was drawing growing up and couldn't stop drawing. So my parents found me an after school program. I got into that program. I finished the curriculum so quickly that at age 14, they asked if I wanted to work there. So it just turned into a part-time job right off the bat. And on the weekends, I'd go and help teach kids how to draw. And, you know, since then, it was just high school drawing, college drawing, got the degree in it. I have a really big passion for creating something out of nothing, but also taking ideas that people have that maybe they can't articulate what it should be and creating that concept for them. So off of that and drawing and painting the traditional mediums, I feel like graphic design is kind of a natural segue of, you know, if I could create a logo for this, if I could create a package for this, if I could create a campaign theme for something, I like being the one that kind of helps to take all of those ideas and create what it would actually look like. That's kind of, for the OCD person inside of me, that's very satisfying. I'm sure as someone who has no artistic ability whatsoever, I think it's really cool and just inspiring that, People like yourself uh, can just kind of create, like you said, like something out of nothing. Like yeah. it's just coming out of your head, just putting on paper or screen or canvas or whatever the medium is. And uh, it, it is always very awe inspiring to me. And I, I have no idea how you and everyone else does it, but but I think uh, I've seen a lot of your designs you've posted um, online before. They're really cool. Uh, Thank so you. Yeah. For those would... who haven't seen it, wh- where can people see your your work? Um, they can probably see most of it on my Instagram. So if you don't follow me already on Instagram, it's at Sam underscore awesome. But I also have an art Instagram on there. And I think I just changed the name of it. I think it's Sam awesome art so that it's like just my art afterwards. But you can see it through my page. Um, still working on my website and updating that. So my portfolio will be nice and pretty for everyone. Fantastic. Sam. So go ahead and check that out for Sam and, and see all the fun stuff she's done so far. Speaking of fun, I think, I, I mean, I didn't know you back then. But I actually do remember hearing it on the podcast. So you were part of the ESPN's Fantasy Focus Football Podcast Women's League with Stefania Bell. Yes. What year was that? I don't remember the year. I want to say it was 2016 or 2015. It was one of those two years. Um, it Was, was the it year the first that- or second season? It was the second. Second, okay. Yeah, it was the second one. Um, and it was one where they had so many women that entered. They actually had two women's leagues. Um, and doesn't matter how many were in there. I did terrible in that league that season. I was dead last in my heat of, of the league. It was, it was brutal. It was one of those couldn't get away from the injuries type of season, but it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, definitely a fun dynamic of those with those women. And I'm still, I still connect with a lot of them over social and just keep in touch. And it's always fun to, 
check in on everyone. Now, do you remember like what you submitted to get to get in? Because I mean, there was a lot of submissions. <laughs> there were a lot of submissions. I'm trying to remember what I did. Um, I think I was talking about how I'm the only girl. At, I, I was the only girl at the time in my personal fantasy football league with all of my guy friends and how I wanted to compete with all women because I hadn't gotten the chance to do that. And it was such a unique opportunity. Um, I can't think of what was specific in my entry that got me in. I'm just very lucky that it did. <laughs> hey, wh- whatever it works, but it was really cool. Uh, I remember them talking about it on the on the podcast back then. So that's a lot of fun. And <laughs> yeah. So we already talked about you didn't do well in the league, but that's okay. You had a lot of fun, made a lot of great connections. Yeah. Um, now, were you already podcasting at that time or did no. that actually give you any inspiration or motivation to pursue podcasting? Actually, I think that the the friendships and relationships that I developed in that league and getting to know not only Stefania, but Matthew and Field and Daniel, um, part of that podcast and them kind of being so welcoming to the space kind of created this idea of like, wow, they're, you know, there are normal people, but they're crazy passionate about what they're doing. And I just wish I could be doing a job that that's just as passionate about, you know, something that we love, which obviously we all love fantasy football. Um, And then I want to say after that season that I competed, I got, I was posting a lot on Twitter about the league and different things. And I had a couple of people ask me to write some articles for their websites regarding my take on fantasy and that was kind of the first snowball that started to go down the hill and then avalanche into where I'm at now which is I mean I think probably this past year I've probably recorded something ridiculous over like hundreds of podcasts because I podcast at least two to three times a week every week all year like that's a lot of podcasts Yeah, you're getting your reps in for sure. Definitely getting your reps in. You know, this is this is definitely turning into more of a marathon than a sprint type of thing. Oh, that's great. Yeah, uh, this this interview is about you, but a little bit in my background in the fantasy was I've had a passion for years, just like yourself. Um, never once thought about creating content, um, and then last year uh, I was in the Scott Fishbowl the last two years, um, but I've been a lot more active on Twitter the last couple of years since then. Um, and someone reached out to me. I was just like, hey, do you want to write? I was like, I have no writing experience whatsoever. And he's like, yeah, that's fine. Just give it a try. And I was hooked instantly. So with, <laughs> within a month of writing, I reached out to some other teams that I respected. And I was like, hey, can I write for you guys? I'm like, yeah, sure. I'm like, fantastic. So now here I am <laughs> doing a podcast too. And I, if you would have told me I was doing this year, I would have laughed at you. Um, I never would have. So that kind of leads me not to not to go too far down my path, but to the next segue is the fantasy sports space is growing rapidly. Uh, that's great. There's a lot of people out there, a lot of diverse content. We have content on a bunch of different platforms now. And so I didn't know if you had any advice for anyone that's maybe thinking about creating content like you or myself uh, when we first got started or someone that just started recently. Yeah, you know, I get that question a lot and I love it because I immediately go to where I was in my shoes when I first got that message of saying, what do you think about writing an article? Cause my first thought was who wants to hear my opinion? My opinion doesn't matter. I just like what this is. Well, actually, if you feel like you have a big passion for something, I think anything, not just fantasy football, I think that you have a voice and you know, that voice deserves being heard. That could be someone else that has similar feelings to yours. So one 
the first thing holding you back is yourself. So just start doing it. Um, and the second one is just start doing it. So whether or not you get someone that reaches out to you and says, hey, would you want to write an article? You don't need someone to reach out to start. You could just start writing. You can start a blog. You can start podcasting. You don't have to do hour-long podcasts. You can do short format. And people really love those because they're quick listens and traffic or you know, you're just hopping along Twitter and you see a video. Oh, it's five minutes. I've got five minutes. That's really easy content for people to dive into, sink their teeth into, and get to know you a little bit. The third one I would say is just make sure to not forget who you are in it. Don't try to be someone else that's already doing it in the space. Just try to be yourself because people want to hear fresh takes all the time. They want to hear different voices. They want to hear different perspectives. Don't feel like you have to have this crazy hot take that's going to be so different off the wall than everyone else's, but just be yourself. And that's going to be what kind of drives people to want to listen and learn more about you. No, that's all great advice. And I think one of the challenges, um, I'm assuming you had it too, maybe not, but for me, it was just, you feel very vulnerable when you're putting out, especially in the beginning when you're really anytime you do, but when you put out those first few articles or your first podcast and like that, like you're putting yourself out there. So any advice for how to kind of push through that vulnerability? Definitely. And I still feel vulnerable every time I finish an article and I hit submit on Dr. Roto. It's like, oh, people are going to read this. But at the same time, that's still exciting. People are going to read this because now my articles are on a platform where a lot of people are going to, and that's super exciting. Um, for anyone else that's feeling vulnerable about things, I would give the same advice that I got from my friend Daniel Dopp over at ESPN. He, I was nervous before an interview to talk to him live for one of my podcasts. And I was like, I'm so nervous. I don't know why I'm nervous. You don't make me nervous because you're like a friend. And he's like, Sam, what are we about to do right now? We're about to talk football. Yeah. Do you like football? Yeah. I like football too. So we're just two people talking about something that we like. Like there's nothing to be afraid of in this moment. So that's kind of the advice that I kind of take into every interview. It's like at the very base of it, I'm talking football. I love football. The person I'm talking with also loves it. I'm sure, we're going to have a fun conversation. More wonderful, great advice. So please pay attention to what Sam is saying. And like she said, just go out there and try it, start it. You don't need somebody to tell you to do it. Just get out there, give it a try, then have fun with it. Um, that's awesome. Now, speaking of fun, I wanted to kind of hit you with some rapid fire questions if you're game. Of course. Sure. So uh, I, I don't think these ones are very controversial. So I've been doing some controversial ones in the my past episodes. These ones, I, I think, are trying to go for a little more fun, uh, not so edgy. So first one, is it pronounced GIF or JIF? It is pronounced GIF, and that's because it's an acronym. And the first word in that acronym is graphics. But you say G, so I say GIF. And I know other people say that it's JIF. But in my opinion, they're wrong. <laughs> well, seeing as you're the graphic designer, uh, I'm going to have to go with you on that one if, if you're the expert as graphic. So we're going <laughs> with GIF. <laughs> Next one, is cereal a type of soup? Okay, I saw this one in your show notes. And this is the one that's going to keep me up at night because I'm going to make a decision. And then I'm going to change my mind on it later. But I've never heard this question before. Is cereal a soup? Because my first thought is, well, gazpacho is technically considered a soup. And that's a cold soup. So by extension, can cereal be a soup? Yeah, I think it can be because there's a lot of cream-based soups and why wouldn't cereal be a soup? I don't know, but that that's one that's going to keep me up at night. I'm going to wake up at like two in the morning and be like, 
it isn't a soup. No, it is. <laughs> but I think I think you could tell. I think you could qualify it as a soup. I like this question. <laughs> I, I like that take. Uh, I honestly, I to me, I don't see it as a soup. I just cereal, cereal. But your logic makes sense, so I can see where you're coming from. Uh, and I would not say it's a stretch. Uh, but I am curious to see as people watch this and listen to it how they feel about it. So go ahead and <laughs> comment on the show, tweet at me once this comes out. But I, I'd love to see. What people think is it a soup? Uh, yeah, at me. How we feel about cereal. <laughs> Let me know how you feel about my crazy hot take that cereal is a soup, <laughs> or is it a cold take? But either way, we'll, we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a big Steelers fan. Um, do you have a favorite player that's ever played for the Steelers? Like who is that? Um, I think it has to be kind of a kind of a tie amongst players. Heinz Ward is probably one of my favorite wide receivers of old. Um, also love Troy Polamalu. He just brings a different level to the game when he was on the field. He could just turn it on and turn it off and he'd be smiling and laughing, even with the opponent, just like laughing and having a great time. And as soon as, as, soon as the play starts to get called, it just it turns and he just turns into this other guy that just is the opposite of this smiling, fun entertaining friend of yours he's a beast that's just ready to take your head off and change a play and dynamic defensive presence um i think the other one that i like a lot probably gonna harken back to my weightlifting and all of my training days that i would watch his instagram as well and be like man if only i could have a day like this would have to be james harrison like just another level of beast mode that i think goes underappreciated just the beast that this man was built. I mean, any weekend that he had a sack or even just a fun looking tackle, he got tested that Monday and was posting about it. He's like, yeah, I know I had a good game, get tested again, but he's just a built different kind of guy. Have you seen his training videos? They're insane. Oh, they're crazy. As soon as you said weightlifting, I knew you were going to say James Harrison because I I've seen too many of his videos and even now, like at his age, he's crushing it. Yeah, just, he was playing volleyball with like one of those med balls, medicine balls that you throw. And he was kind of doing that over a net with some other guys. And I'm just knowing what it takes to move one of those any distance, let alone just doing what he was doing with it. I was just like, this guy just built different. Anybody else, like I would immediately get a hernia, like something would split. My body would pop. My spine would go like just so much respect for um, the conditioning that he went in year in and year out to stay amazing at what he was going to be doing that year. Oh, that's a great answer. Yeah, he's just built different. And so now if you could time travel, would you travel to the past or travel to the future? <sighs> this is a really good one too, because instinctively I kind of wish I could travel to the past because then I could visit, you know, lost relatives that I don't get, I did never got to meet or, um, go and get to see what my parents were like when they were growing up. That would be really fun. But I also kind of feel like it would be fun to just jump a quick five, 10 years in the future just to get a sneak peek. You know, if nothing else to kind of get for dynasty purposes to just jump ahead and see who's going to be the real big deal that I can get a jump on in drafts. Um, that's probably the silly answer. But no, I think maybe I would, maybe I would travel to the past and I'd want to visit my family and kind of look in on what their lives were like back then. That's great. Yeah. And I know we're creating so many time paradox doesn't work. I, I understand all that, but this is, we're just having fun. So I like the answer. Um, and <laughs> just don't mess with the past. Right. 
No, yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you talk about the time-space continuum, I don't want to go into a scenario where there's a variant Sam running around <laughs> messing up things. <laughs> you could not have set me up any better talking about variants. Uh, so you love both Star Wars and Marvel. I do. So which one has the better content universe? And I, you can take that however you want. This is such a good question because my heart says my favorite universe is Star Wars. But when it comes to content and I think the development that I'm seeing in the space, I think Marvel has to win this one. I mean, just this past year with WandaVision and Loki and Winter Soldier um, and the Falcon, that triple threat of amazing miniseries that came out after a time when, you know, they kind of wrapped up what we thought, you know, the universe was going to look like for Marvel. It came to an end. And I think all of us were thinking, oh, it's over. And then it was like, it's, it's not over. There's so much more. And all this other stuff is exploding all over the place. We've got more movies. I still haven't seen Spider-Man yet. So don't, no spoilers, please. I've been very busy. I'm very upset that I haven't seen it. But there's a whole mega universe that's out there that we get to explore now with these characters and a fresh look and, I just feel like Marvel's doing such a good job. I know that Star Wars has Mandalorian and, you know, the book of Boba Fett and all that fun stuff, but Marvel's just like back to back to back of like bangers every single time. Yeah. No, I, I would probably leave Marvel myself. They're both great. Um, and I mean, we have a lot of Star Wars fun coming up too with Obi-Wan and Ahsoka. And so there's a lot coming up for Star Wars too. So maybe you'll feel differently. Yeah. Later this year, then you'll go back. Yeah. I'm sure you'll well, go back and forth. do this at the end of 2022, and then I'll just have to change my answer based on the content that's going to come out this coming year. <laughs> Fantastic. So that was the last question I had. I hope they weren't too hard for you, but no, I think you crushed all of them. Uh, <laughs> so I, I appreciate you coming on and, and letting us get to know you a little bit better. Um, I would love for you to be able to share where everyone can find your content, where they can find you and connect with you. Absolutely. Thanks again for having me on. This was a lot of fun. And no, none of the questions were difficult. They were all really fun. And like I said, that cereal soup question is going to keep me up at night. So I appreciate that one. Um, but guys, you can follow me on Twitter at Samantha R. Holt. You can follow all of my football content at drroto.com. Uh, this past year, I had my Stockwatch article that will, of course, be coming back this season and a lot of more fun stuff in terms of rookie player content to come out. You can follow the Fantasy Debate with Sam and Tate, uh, my podcast with my co-host Derek Tate, and my Look Back podcast with Maddie Kroll, both amazing content creators you guys should follow on Twitter as well. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Oh, and yeah, follow me on Instagram at Sam underscore awesome. That is awesome. Uh, so I am Zach at F Chalupa Batman on Twitter. This is Triple Play Fantasy. Please, like I said, best way to support our show, go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel. We have so much content coming out. Whether baseball is happening or not, we got baseball content for you. We have basketball. We have football. There's no off season when we come to when it comes to fantasy football. So go ahead and subscribe if you're listening to the podcast. Make sure you are following and subscribing on whatever platform you're using. Thanks again for listening to us and catch us on the next episode.